Here's to courageous pioneers who understand a legacy is multifaceted. Welcome to our Legacy Planning Podcast, a podcast for leaders and visionaries of all ages. Whether you are an independent entrepreneur or someone who is part of a family business, you too can leave something of value behind for a greater purpose. Perhaps your legacy will improve workplace cultures, seize authentic moments, or inspire others with your talent. Your host, Angelina Carlton, is the founder of Design Your Legacy, a boutique advisory firm based in Beverly Hills, California. She is a mentor and coach to leaders like you and has contributed to Alliance, a philanthropy magazine, as well as to women in family business. She has been recognized by Los Angeles Biz as an LA woman of influence, as well as by World HRD Congress for her work. Remember, you deserve great coaching because your legacy is worth completing. Good morning, and I would like to welcome Nicholas Lang to a conversation this morning about his company as well as the benefits of his filming service. So for an introduction, Nicholas worked as a TV and film actor in Hollywood for over 15 years. He transitioned to behind the camera and began directing and producing digital content for Disney. Nicholas moved on to create, direct, and run the production department for The Audience, a multi-platform social media publishing company. Nicholas now heads the creative production company, Tough Town, with his partner, Mike Damas. Tough Town creates content for big brands and works with some of the industry's top celebrities and influencers. He has directed television commercials, interviews, and music videos for Grammy Award-winning artists. Mr. Lang's short film, My Dad Was Contacted by Aliens, won the grand prize for best documentary short at the Marina Del Rey Film Festival. So I'd like to welcome Mr. Lang. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Yes, so we connected last October and we talked a little bit about your business. Was there anything that I may have missed regarding your professional background or any interesting stories that you would like to share? Um, no, I mean, I think the, uh, the, the bio was, was a mouthful for you and I think that solved a lot of the, uh, any questions. But yeah, I've just been, you know, I've been living in Los Angeles for, for geez, over 25 years, uh, originally from Minnesota. And uh, I've just found home here and, and I'm a fan, <clears throat> excuse me, of, of Los Angeles and I'm happy to be working here and happy to be, uh, again, happy to be talking to you. Wonderful. And I very much appreciate your time. So one of the questions I had asked back in October had to do with the inspiration behind your service, uh, just sure. as there's an inspiration behind why I have this coaching and advisory practice. Would you speak to that for a moment? Yeah, the, the inspiration was, um, well, actually my mother, uh, she, rest in peace, she, she has been sick more than, or she had been sick more than she had been well for decades, uh, battling lupus. She, uh, she had five different cancers. And uh, as I was going through that, um, you know, helping her and, and being there for her and, you know, being the son that, that I, the best son that I could be, uh, you know, we had the opportunity to have a lot of conversations, especially when she knew that the, uh, the end, you know, was coming. And through those conversations, I was able to ask a lot of questions that um, we all sort of want to know. I, and I had the guts to, to ask them before it was too late, if you will. And so I was thinking, you know, because of my experience with a lot of interviews and whatnot, um, that there was an opportunity there to perhaps get these questions. Basically, if I would have had these questions 
recorded in my mom's response, I would have watched that video, I don't know how many times already since she's passed. So I thought, what a unique opportunity to have somebody be able to ask those questions and have them, you know, live in perpetuity and have the ability to go back and, you know, once you're a significant, you know, significant other, your, your mentor, as you mentioned in the, in the email, or, you know, your parents or whoever, someone that's special to you, to have that opportunity to go back and look at those, not only your loved one, but to, to hear the history that, that they have. Maybe you ask them a question, you know, that's important to them or, you know, a story, all those sort of things that, that you can obviously remember, but if you have it physically to watch and listen, you just have a much better experience. And, and you know, at the end of the day, the love is there and, and, and you're able to revisit that. And to me, that sounded like a really good opportunity to couple with what I do as a living, which is, you know, film. And I wanted to not only have, you know, we all have iPhones and we all have the ability to record our loved ones now, but what I wanted to do and what I think differentiates us is I wanted to make that a high production value. I wanted it to feel like it was a documentary of your loved one. So we're using good cameras, we're using good lighting, we're using good sound. So you're able to watch this back, you know, again, 10, 20 years, and it's really nice quality and it feels like you're watching a movie about your loved one. Right, which is much more meaningful than, let's say, the entertainment value of Star Wars, even let's say Star Wars is amazing or Harry Potter or, right. Sure, this sure, much or more personal. in contrast to, to a, you know, shaky iPhone with, with bad sound that someone, you know, is, is editing poorly, you know, right. why not have it be a nice piece, uh, you know, concise piece that tells the story that you're trying to convey. Right. And one of the things I had shared with you last October was that it was by pure accident, but I had called up my parents and I had shared that I'd taken about, I don't know, 500 photos from their photo albums. This was a couple of years ago and due to COVID and uh, things slowing down a little bit, I had the opportunity to call both of them and I chatted with them for about an hour each a day. And so I ended up talking with my father for 11 hours and then separately wow. with my mother for 11 hours. And what I had discovered with so many stories that they didn't tell me growing up. That's right, yeah. Right, right. and so then the question comes up, is like, well, why didn't you tell me this then? Why am right. I finding this out now when I'm in my 40s? And, yeah. and things that they had um, struggled with and things that they had to overcome. And right, right all of that was was left out. And and also just um, the things that they knew historically. And and I, and I also wanna add just how valuable valuable it is to record something because my mother's culture, like many ethnic cultures, they live in what I call um, an oral tradition, but they mm -hmm. won't put something in writing per se. Whereas my right. father, he comes from an English background. So much was documented, scrapbooks right. and black and white photographs. Like we're talking back to like uh, the year 1080 and 1060. Like that's, wow. so I was wow. able to connect with cousins uh, across the pond because they did preserve that. So I just right. wanted to share, share that. Okay. So, um, and, and just to, just, and to that point, you know, as we, as the interview goes, we do cut to, you know, pictures, videos, and, you know, especially these modern times, to your point, people have documented a lot of things that they're, you know, whether it be video or photos or whatever, and we're able to implement that in as they're talking about that said story, we show an image or a video from that story and then cut back to the actual person instead of just, you know, a, a Ken Burns from iMovie, you know, collage, it's, it's just more, you know, it's just a more professional feel. Right, right. Good, good. While some coin the phrase end of life business, 
um, it can sound pretty grim. What are some of the positive effects or benefits? Well, I would just say that um, the benefit is that that life doesn't end because you're able to revisit that video again and again and again. So yes, the finality of the person being on, on earth obviously is, is real, but as far as being able to, you know, there is no punctuation there. It's sort of a, an ongoing, uh, your ability to, to, to continue to, to visit them is ongoing right. and be able it, to connect with them, right? Which is on, what we all can, wanna do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It can live on and, forever. It, they can live on forever. Right. And, and right, exactly. Yeah. And I think uh, to your point before, to have a visual auditory um, living record is so powerful, especially because some people learn visually, some people learn through sound, right. and some people right, learn kinesthetically. And I know with video, there's so much that can be done, and which we'll speak to later on. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I also wanted to, for a moment, to point the flashlight that I think what makes somebody commit to a project of a documentary or a short film about a family member is threefold. I think a part of it is that preservation. Um, I think another part of it, um, and and what I mean by the preservation is being able to preserve one's heritage because that is not gonna be covered in public or private school because they're gonna be covering different subject matter. Um, And I also wanted to talk about that. um, I think love is also a motivating factor. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, let's say there's a grandchild and they didn't know their grandparents. Now right. they get to have a direct connection to, yes. and it's a personal connection, or I could say, and or a genetic connection. Yes. Yeah. And what's also in, important, what we do is we're not, you know, we're not trying to film somebody on, you know, I don't mean to be crass here, but somebody on their deathbed. We want right. to film somebody, you know, before the illness comes or before the, the twilight begins, if you will. So they can be represented the way they would want to be and be proud. And to your point, if their granddaughter or grandson or whoever is, is watching that, you know, they, ha- they, see, they see grandma, you know, in her best light, literally and figuratively, right? Correct. And Correct. a sound mind. And you're able to manipulate the questions that you want to ask them in order to answer those questions that would be, you know, um, useful to, to their grandchildren. Absolutely. I think there's a, what I might call a homespun wisdom Yes. Yes. Right. And that story, everyone has a story and to be able to tell that authentic story, you know, and whoever that audience is, is important. Absolutely. I know that my mother, for example, has said to me how much she wishes that she could still talk to her parents. Right. 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 Because I think no matter one's age, we, and maybe this is because we're hardwired to want our parents' love, but it's also you know, at whatever age, we still look for their direction, like dad or mom, what should I do now? I'm not sure. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's almost like, you know, I talk to my mom all the time, but what I do miss is hearing her talk to me. Right. And this is a little bit of that, right? It isn't just, you know, it, it's, it's, again, it's that I miss her. I'm going to press play on this. And now I'm having the connection. You know, yes. Yes. Exactly. yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, what is involved in preparing and or carrying a client through this filming journey? Well, you know, we, we again, the story is important. So I like to think that we would prepare the, the, the subject with, you know, multiple questions. I have lists of questions that, you know, we propose to them and, you know, it, it's worked out prior. So there's no surprises as we go. 
and then you're able to also curate those questions. And maybe there's something that I didn't think of that they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a, there's almost a, a, a pre-interview, if you will, in wanting to discover what the important things, what, what their, you know, bullet points they want to hit. And then of course, as the, as the interview progresses, you start going on tangents, et cetera, but to know what's important um, and, and to make that person feel comfortable so they don't feel like they're going to be bombarded with something that they're not prepared for, that they don't want to talk about because sure. emotions, you know, run high when you're talking about memories, et cetera. Right. And you want that, that, you know, this, this word will come out quite a bit, that authentic, um, that authentic voice coming from them instead of them being nervous or, oh, I don't want to talk about this. We want to make sure everyone's comfortable. Absolutely. So that initial structure. Right. 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 So it's and it can go off the rails, but let's have something there you know, for the parameters, if need be. Yeah, good, good. So it's like, we're going to go on a journey and here's what to expect. Right, Yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, let's not, let's not throw any surprises at you because it's such an intimate thing, you know? And, and you, you know that this is going to be your legacy, mm -hmm. right? There's that word. And you, you, you want to, to protect that, you know? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I want to highlight something. Um, it's difficult to buy an authentic moment. And I think that this is what, yeah. Okay. This is a series of authentic moments, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned one time that you can find two minutes of great content from 20 minutes of film roll. Would you speak about this? Um, like That's the value of saying, editing. Oh, I'm sorry. Say that again. Yep. So the value of editing. So right, I was just going to say that's that's simply editing. I mean, you know, through my my entire career, whether it be in front or behind the camera, you know, it, acting is a is a is a business of takes. You know, they 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 get the best stuff and then they use it, and that's sort of the same that that thought process is applied here as well. <clears throat> We're going to make that person look the best that they can, go to that you know the the, the most authentic part, the part that has the most heart, you know, and and. So trimming that 20 minutes down to two minutes, it may be five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, but just, you know, making sure that we trim that fat. So, so it's an efficient um, experience for the viewer and, and for the, for the subject. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. I bet as a director, you have an eye for looking for specific moments. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So do you want to shed any light onto that? And, and, and maybe you can right now, maybe you can't because um, sometimes it's like you have to see the thing in front of you to be able to say, this is the, well, there's, there's the been moments. plenty of moments through, through my career, especially in interviews where we're all be standing there, you know, watching or listening as it's, as it's going and there'll be a moment and it is the powerful moment where everyone will look at each other, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's like a knowing nod, like that's it. That's, that's making it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd like to think that um, setting people up for the good morning interviews is we're just trying to hit those all the time. Try to find those moments as much as possible. And you just know, you know, when something is, is gold, you know, when something is, 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 is usable. Right. And, and especially when, when someone's on, you know, using their, their voice and their truth. Um, that's like, you know, that's what you, that's what you want, you know? Good, good. Yeah. Um, so are there any emotions that came up for you? And this might be a personal question. Sure. Yeah. When you recall the memories about your mother and your own personal life experiences. Any memories? Uh, uh, what, what, any emotions that might come up? And the only reason I bring this up is because 
one of the things I have noticed when I'm working with a client and I'm coaching them through something is they can have a moment where, where they will see something from a new light, whether right. it's like that 5,000 foot Eagles view or the new insight is, oh, that's what they meant. I, I can read it differently now. Like maybe back mm-hmm. then I took um, offense to it or I became defensive, but now I can see that's what my parents w- were trying to say to me. This is what they saw and heard, but I couldn't see or hear that yet. Now I have an, like a, a new profound ability to, to see it with a new lens. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if I have like a specific moment or, or lesson that my mother taught me, but I will say that her voice echoes in my head quite a bit. And there's, um, there's moments where I can hear her, you know, encourage me or, you know, words that she's used in the past will, will enter my, my head and, and motivate me to do the next thing. Um, there's also a lot of, you know, triggers that you don't anticipate that can, that can sort of start that process. You know, the, the strangest things that you won't even think about, you know, opening a can of soup or something, you know, may bring you all the way back to some nostalgic moment when you're in the kitchen with your mother. And then that begins a whole other series of memories. Sure. So I think, I think that, you know, as far as being, you know, emotional, that you can't help but be emotional when you're remembering those kind of moments, especially filled with nostalgia. And when, you know, when, and my mother was so caring and so, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> supportive of me that, you know, those moments come a lot for me, to be honest. And that's great. And sometimes they're tears, sometimes they're laughter, you know, and sometimes it's just, you know, meditation around what did she mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, her, her, you know, a lot of things she's, one thing she used to always say to me is happy now, happy now, be happy now, you know, because this is all we have is these moments, this moment. So make it count and, and you know, try to be happy now. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. My father has shared with me, sometimes he hears his dad's voice in his head. Right. Yeah. And so it's interesting that that invisible level of energetic guidance, he's a preacher's kid, a PK. And so right. um, it's interesting uh, because that connection can still be so strong when we, we remember, our mind still remembers. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> it, it's, a, it's a physical memory. I'm sorry. <clears throat> no worries. No worries. Okay. Um, And I also wanted to share that I think in a larger ripple effect, one of the positive effects is, or positive benefits, especially with the next generation is I think the next generation, if I could give one word to it, it would be that they crave authenticity. Yes. Sometimes they look out into the world today and they feel like there's so many layers of deception. My parent or grandparent will tell it to me straight. Right. Yeah, no, I think there's a filter that exists in the, in the younger generation of, of no BS. You know, yeah. they can see through it. And um, I think that's why you see a lot of the marketing has changed, you know, whether you're even talking about Instagram influencers, et cetera. You can smell when something's fake or when someone's not being authentic. And I think that ability to do that has heightened um, as generations, you know, grow up, especially in this digital culture. You know, you can't fake it. And, and if you do, they can smell it. And quite frankly, they'll, they'll turn it off. You know, right. whatever that, that, that piece of entertainment or media or whatever it is, you're not going to reach them if, if, you're, if you're BSing. Yeah. And one of the things you and I had talked about this morning before we uh, started to record was, you know, I, I, I've shared that uh, some, of, uh, some of the associates that I collaborate and work with, they've asked me, well, how do I find the good ones? And I've right. said, well, it, it's just kind of 
you know, you create different relationships and you find those people, because I think that if marketing is the great equalizer, it can only take you so far. And, and, and yeah. my, my metaphor is, am I going to pick my brain or heart surgeon based on their marketing? Right. Bump, bump, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not because because let's say like the 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 skill set of the craft is different than the skill set of the promotions. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why a lot of people have marketing teams outside of their actual business. Right. Because they should they should be so busy that they can't market. Right. Yep. But it yep. is, it's becoming a thing where it's all in one. And I agree with you. It needs to be authentic and, and tell the truth and not be too slick, you know. Um, Correct. Yeah. Because real experiences aren't slick. Real experiences, you know, it's about people getting their heart broken. It's about them having aha moments. It's about them being disappointed and getting back up again. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, the, and one of the other things, and I, I, I've mentioned this before, but I will mention it again. Oftentimes we see the slice of the success, but we don't get to see the 11 chapters or however long it is of the the hard work, the grunt work, the sweat equity that goes into that, that moment of success of everything that, that leads up to it. Yes. It's like yeah. the iceberg, right? It's like, right. you just seeing the tip, but the, you know, right. there's a lot going on underneath for sure. Yeah. It's like the 13 times I failed the 13 right. times I got kicked down and I had to right. pick myself back up again. Yeah. yeah. Or the 13 yeah, just, times. Right. Yeah. Gotta fail fast. That's the key. Yeah. And I think it's interesting also that I don't know if as a culture today, we talk enough about how to pick oneself up from failure. And I know I'm going off on a small tangent here sure, in, sure. To, in today's cancel culture. It's like, oh, we're going to cancel them out. And, and it could be, you know, and I'm not just talking about things like cyberbullying, but it's like, where is the conversation about? And then that person picked themselves back up again. Right. No, yeah. resilience is, is, a, is a huge, huge uh you know, um, part of, of, of what you, I think you need to have be successful. You have to be mm -hmm. able to peel yourself up and keep going and, and, uh, you know, head towards the goal, regardless if you get beat down or not. And, and, and you got to keep, keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that the, the, those moments are, um, especially priceless because I don't think any of us has it as easy as other people might think that we do. Right. Yeah. If right. you look, oh, that person that, you know, the grass is green on, on, on the, the other side, is it? Right. And that's yeah. when your character and that's when, you know, your work ethic and everything is really, really shown anyways, is when it's hard. I mean, you know, it's not like, it's not like you just step into success. You know, there's a, there's a path to, to that. Right. And there's, you know, I, I can guarantee you that every successful person didn't just appear there and they worked their, their butt off to get there and definitely had, you know, we've all heard stories of, you know, some of the most successful people have had a lot of, a lot of setbacks and how they deal with those setbacks is key. And that's how you become successful in my mind. That's my. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So going on to the next question, um, <clears throat> what core values do you get to honor when you apply your talents to these projects? And I know that that could be kind of an abstract question. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, love and truth, I think, are, are two of the ones that come to my head right away. Um, being able to, you know, those values are, are important, obviously, to everybody in the culture and the world, quite frankly. But to be able to find those moments of, of you know, authenticity again, truth, love, and be able to have that recorded forever mm -hmm. is really special. And, and, you know, you may not get that on a, 
on a normal day where there's not, uh, where the interview isn't set up a certain way or you're just at a birthday party or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But to be able to, to, you know, have these, these interviews, knowing that you're looking for that, knowing that you're looking for the truth and the love, um, you'll find it. And then through the editing process, you'll continue to hit on that. And that will be, you know, the, the, the through line of the, of the entire piece. Good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think it, I just wanted to, to um, shine a flashlight again on, you know, kind of where you get to bring who you are into this. Right, right. Yeah, your core and, values. You know, I, I can do the interview or one of the family members can do the interview, depending on what their, their level of, you know, how comfortable they are. Sometimes a stranger makes it easier. Sometimes someone that they know, you know, is, is too intense and, and, you know, there may be some too much history there. Whereas, and sometimes people are more, you know, um, willing to go there with a stranger versus, you know, somebody that they, they know intimately. Yeah, I heard a... An interesting uh, insight the other day, and it was it was talking about uh, how often we will uh, open up to a stranger, right? Because they can't hurt us. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it, right. it it'll be that person on you know next to us on an airplane, on a bus seat, on a right. metro seat, someone we don't know. We could just. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's almost it feels safer. Yeah. 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 Um. And I, and I also wanted to share, this is just a personal opinion that I think what these videos can do for the humans, um, the human or the, the, what I call the, the spiritual experience, the human spirit is that um, we get to li- relive those moments without regret. And what I mean by that is when people say, oh, I wish I would have had more time or um, it, it's, it's, I think not having the regret because you're setting aside the time now to put this into what I might call a time capsule. That's right. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, would you ever use that word time capsule? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a adequate description for sure of, of what we're doing and, and, you know, yes. Okay, good, good. All right. Yeah. I think I, I just wanted to bring in the spiritual component just for a second. Not, I'm not going to say religious, but spiritual, because again, they're the, the things seen and unseen that influence right. and impact us um, going forward in what influences and what might sway our decisions and how we look at things. And sometimes we do, we go to our past to think, you know, how can I approach this? Or maybe how might my family members or parents or grandparents, how might they have approached this? Right. And you mentioned regret, like, you know, the ability to ask these questions before it's too late is, is so valuable. And, you know, wanting to know that story, how did you, what, you know, how did you meet mom or, you know, like, what, what, what was that like? Like, you know, what, what kind of day was that? Did you guys go on a date? Like, what was, you know, things like that, that you don't even maybe think about, but if you had that to look back on and, you know, it doesn't have to be all these like heavy, you know, life-changing events, it, this, this should give a nice rounded picture of who this person is, you know, in, in, the, in moments of levity, in moments of, of despair, but also, you know, and success. Like, it's not just like a, you know, this is what they're gonna play at my funeral. No, this is a celebration of this person. This is, this is their life and, and what made them tick, right? Which right. goes back to your time capsule of, okay, it's not just the temples of their life, it's right. the nuances, it's the, it's, you know, the pet that they had, et cetera. 
Yeah, I could I could share with you that one of the things I was floored by is that on my father's side of the family, how well dressed his dad and grandfather and on and on, like they just dressed immaculately in the late 1800s and the early 1900s. Right. And I you'd could, be able to see that, you know, if yes. you have images of that, you're able to, and then said, you know, the person talking about them, you're seeing that as they talk about them. What a great little, you know, um, seasoning on, on the whole thing that you wouldn't even necessarily even hear about unless you were actually forcing that conversation, forcing in a good way. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think this is also so important when it comes to somebody being able to connect to their roots and have a foundation in knowing their history. And I also yes. brought up the, the word of mentors because I also wanted the service to be extended to people that may have grown up in foster homes or yes. orphanages. My best friend had been in the foster care system. He passed away uh, from cancer but um, he was my platonic BFF, but um, Sorry to hear that. yeah, but it's interesting because he was actually somebody that would say to me, um, Angelina, no matter how much your parents get on your nerves, you will miss them one day when they are gone. And he would say this to me over and over again when he was alive. And, yes. and I remembered at that time, of course it went in one ear and out the other ear, but it still stayed with me. And um, because there are things that we are going to take for granted, especially if our parents might tell us things that we don't want to hear. Right. Yeah. Right. Whether, yeah. yeah, whether they are right or wrong, because they're going to have a different perspective. They're from another generation. Um, right. If they're more traditional, for example, they might, um, again, uh, you know, say things that, uh, yeah, can be very critical. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> because they will know where to push the buttons. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, oh, go ahead. Well, the other thing I was just going to add to that is when I think about some of the family businesses that I have and still continue to work with, when there is a passing of the baton in succession planning, one of the things that I also think is so important is to have that knowledge directly from parents and grandparents. Because if not, somebody could be given what I call a very heavy maybe yet wonderful bowling ball, but they have to be able to carry that weight. And if they've mm -hmm. spent the last few decades um, partying, enjoying life and uh, not paying attention to the business, they might not know, what do I do with this bowling ball? And then that bowling ball can become um, not just a liability, but it's like, what do I do with that? I just got thrown out to the middle of the battlefield. I'm expected to be a general, I'm 45 years old. And I don't know, I don't know because right. right I just wanted to speak into that for a second, that, that the, the valuable connection to one's roots, to one's foundation, to know, you know, how do I steer this gigantic ship? Right. And I think the success of these, um, you know, these genetic um, services that are out there also speaks to that. You know, people are very interested in seeing their, their, their history through, you know, where they, their family originated and all that. And I think the popularity of that only only as an example of how these kind of services, especially mine, can, 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 you know, take that idea and move it into a more even personal way. It's not just, oh, I have some parts from Ireland and some parts from Germany, etc. It's like, well, tell me about the person that was in Ireland or from Germany, you know, and, and, and it becomes more of a story than just some facts on a piece of paper. Um, it brings it to life. Yes, exactly. It personifies those, 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 you know, metrics, if you will, and, and creates a real, a real human connection, which is something that we're striving to do. 
And I think that human connection is incredibly important to bring yeah. it to life. And I think one of the reasons why it's so important is um, sometimes people can get lost at any age. And I think that this, these videos can also be one way to give them clarity to pull them back home or to pull them back to shore. Yeah, get them back, you know, back to center, you know, and, and can be a, a good reminder of, of you know, the, the simple things or, or what really matters. You know, yeah. we can all get caught up in all this, everything that's going on, especially these days. But again, to be able to press play on that video and, and have a, uh, those, those intimate moments and that connection is, is truly valuable. Yeah. So you have mentioned this innovative tech idea regarding QR codes. Sure. Um, yeah. well, it's actually, it's not, you know, I didn't invent that idea that that technology has been around for a long time. And even um, our, our idea of putting them on, on gravestones or tombstones and urns um, with the idea of if you are visiting uh, somebody that's, you know, deceased and, and you're actually at their gravesite or even, you know, thinking of them as, as you're holding the, the, the vessel that has their ashes, et cetera, or maybe it's just a picture. Um, mm -hmm. the, the ability to take your phone and aim it at that said device, and suddenly the video that we're talking about suddenly pops up. Well, that to me is very, very uh, special. So you're visiting the grave and now that person's actually talking to you. Right. To me, that's, that's a really neat, um, you know, uh, extra that we provide that, again, isn't, isn't unique to what we do. But I think to couple it with a very nice, you know, production value, video, interview, et cetera, versus just a montage of some pictures and that maybe weren't, you know, done in such a good way that, you know, you're, you're able to, to, to just enhance your, your, um, your respect that you're giving or enhance the, the uh, feelings or, and, and just be, be able to be more um, in the moment with that actual person. Hearing their voice does a lot. You know, yeah. seeing their face, not just the name and, and what they chose to, to put on the tombstone or, or whatever it may be, you know, you're, you're seeing that person living. And, mm -hmm. and uh, even though they're, they're, they're no longer here, they're still living not only on that video, but in, inside of you. Yeah, and I think that's one of the, what I would like to call the benefits of technology. Exactly, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, you're able to call on that. And, and you know, these are private videos, so it's not like you can just go on YouTube and, and suddenly you're seeing someone's grandmother talking about their history. You know, we, we provide a, a private um, way to look at these things. So they're not just, and, and of course, if you wanted them public, they could be, but, but there is the ability to, to keep them only within the family or whoever, whoever has that link, et cetera. Yeah, and I think one of the things you had mentioned also is like if somebody wanted it to be on a wall. So if, so obviously it's not going to be on the side of the building. But right. you know, if I think about you know what would be interesting, um, sentimental, heartfelt. You know, it's one yeah. thing to like take my cell phone and to point it to like you know the side of a building, and and you know the latest movie can be accessed. But it's a whole right. other thing. It's like if you've got something whether it's framed or on the side of the, you know, your wall in yes. your home. And it's like, right. you know, that that's there anytime. And I, and I bring that up because like statistically before we had started recording, I, I brought up about, you know, the increased loneliness uh, in the past year with the pandemic that, yes. you know, people are craving authentic connection more than ever. Right. Yeah. They, they want to know the truth. They, they want to connect with their roots. Like when you brought up the popularity about, ancestry.com or other websites like that. That's right. Yeah. It's just another, it's another tool, you know, another vessel to get there. And, and um, you know, it's just a lot easier and, and 
because of the digital age that we're in, it's just more accessible. Yeah. And um, that's a pretty neat thing to have for somebody that you miss dearly and, and have love for. Correct. So as I had mentioned to you, again, previously before we started recording, I wanted to have this conversation because I know that people are searching for editing and video film services like the one that you offer, and they're not sure where to go or you know, uh, how to start, what goes yeah. into it. And right. so if, it, if it's like a big unknown iceberg, then sometimes it, it gets crastinated. And so I just right. wanted to be able to introduce you and also to introduce the idea of what goes into the concept. So if it's knowing ahead of time that there's going to be a structure or a set amount of hours dedicated to it. And again, that's up to them, you know, as right. they negotiate with you regarding pricing and other different um, terms and conditions to the agreement. It, it's knowing that... Um, they're going to get a, what you had called, uh, you had said to me, a really beautiful, well-produced product. Right. And, yeah. and there is some, you know, there is some, some things that they need to do on their end, which is, you know, take all that media, whether it be the old home videos, their photos, all that stuff. They need to, you know, collect those things. We can organize them once we receive them, but there's certainly, you know, a, a, a job on, on the client's end to find you know, all those photos and videos and whatnot to help tell the story. Mind you, we could do one without any of those things, but it's nice to have it filled in with, with you know, references and whatnot. And, and to your point earlier around you know, people dressing differently and all that, that's fun to see that nostalgia. But at the end of the day, you know, and that's where a lot of the labor on our, our end comes from because the, the, the filming itself is, is pretty much the easiest part. It's mm -hmm. the edit. It's the telling the story and shrinking it down like we talked about before, and then being able to you know, transform those, those old photos into, a, into something that works for the, the, the end piece is important. And you know, again, the shaky video and stuff. So you know, yeah. we, we wanna be able to get the most efficient um, and most the best quality. Yeah, but, but also knowing that you know, um, you, not everybody is a professional photographer or a videographer, so right. we're able to, that's why I think the production value that we offer coupled with, you know, the shaky camera or the, or the maybe out of focus photos is a really nice marriage to have a final piece that, that speaks to, you know, everyone in, in, a, in a really special way. Yeah. Good. Good. Any closing thoughts that come to mind? I know that this has been, this is, this is personal to you. You've, you know, yeah. gone on your own personal journey. So um, yeah. I definitely wanted to you know, bring that to the surface, but any other closing thoughts? I mean, I, I think that this would be an excellent gift to give to the next generation. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, thank you for, for having me and your interest in what we're doing because it, you know, I, as you say, I think it is a really special, um, special thing that you can give to your family, to your loved ones, to anyone that you care about. And it doesn't have to be, you know, um, it doesn't have to be just your family. Like you said, it can be your mentor. It can be someone that was important to you. It can be, you know, someone like you said, the orphanage, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, you know, in these days and times to have a, a digital record of people is getting more and more popular and to be able to have that, that record be something that you're proud of, that the person that's getting interviewed is proud of and knows that that will be their legacy as, as they pass on to, you know, off this earth. To, to know that they're represented the way they want to be represented and, you know, in a way that, that makes them, you know, uh, that lets their, their family 
when they're missing them most, see them and connect with them. Yeah, I like what you said a second ago. Thank you about the narrative piece, because I think that one of the another this is a personal opinion. One of the sure. valuable components that also comes with it is, um, you know, I don't want a label from the outside to be put on me. I want to create my own story. I want to create my own narrative. And if I can go back and see, you know, who my family members were, what they represented, you know, uh, you know, why they did what they did. Also, that obviously connects to maybe what I, why I do what I do today, right. you know, in that DNA, it's the apple falls close to the tree. Um, then it's also that then somebody on the outside can't put a label on me or can't put a judgment and then I'm right. less likely to buy into that. Right. Yeah. And well, I, I also I, think, please. yeah. And, and I was also thinking as you're saying that, you know, these, that conversation that we started this whole, this interview with of, you know, wanting to find out more about your loved one, et cetera, you know, before they're, they're so sick, they can't think about it. That moment doesn't, you know, you can never, that moment you, you want to, a lot of people, per, excuse me, procrastinate that, those, those conversations. And the truth is you may push that off until it's too late. So do it now. You know, that's a thought I have is, 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 and whether or not you use my service or not, it's so beneficial to go and talk to your loved ones and get that story out. Ask them about that thing that you didn't know about or that you're curious about, because I'll tell you right now, when they're gone, you're going to, you're going to really want, you, you'll never be able to ask that question again. So ask it now and, and yeah. get, you know, get, get, get that, that, that story or that question answered that, that, you know, is, is impossible for anyone else to answer, but that person. Mm -hmm. Right. No one else can answer and, and, and give the story that this person can. So I think it's important, again, whether or not you're using good morning or just, you know, having a, a cup of tea with with your loved one. Have those conversations and it may be a little weird to breach. It may be a little strange to to, to you know, because the person might be like, well, I'm not dying now. Well, sure, that's true. You're living now. And that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final question. Uh, yeah. What went behind the name for your company? I'm sorry? What went in the decision-making for your company name? What went behind that? Uh, for Good, Good Morning? morning? Yes. Um, well, I wanted something that was, that was, you know, in the name. You can kind of understand what it is. And it's a positive twist on it. You know, it's in, and it's very simple. It, if, if, and it's obviously a pun, you know? So, yes, yes. Which is a favorite thing of mine. So those three combined just made sense to me to say good morning because um, that's how we that's how we greet each other right and um it's also a lovely way to you know when we say morning we sometimes think of it being as a negative thing well it can also be a good thing you know because you're remembering this person it isn't just a morose yeah it's a positive yes. experience you can make that a positive thing it doesn't have to be the last moments when this person passed that's the whole point of this. It's their life. It isn't just the end. It isn't mm -hmm. the deathbed conversation. It's the life conversation. The life. Co yep. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this. And I do think it's incredibly important. It, again, it was by happenstance that, you know, it's talking about the serendipity or the synchronicity of the universe. Um, it was over a year ago that I accidentally called up my parents and one conversation yeah. became 11 and then became 22 in total with both parents. And then yep. we had connected over Instagram. And so I had already had a reference point of knowing that, yeah, you get one shot to ask these questions. And it's yeah. amazing the depth of what comes. And maybe right. a part of it is um, parents are busy at that time. And one of the, the benefits perhaps of this 
uh, pandemic timeframe is that with this being kind of what I might call a moment of pause, we can have these conversations, we can ask the questions, we do have this time to find out, to get to know them again. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And thank you so much for your interest and, and this interview and uh, very happy and, and honored to be part of it. And um, thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Mr. Lang. Okay. Sail away, find serenity. 